everybody and welcome to the library card. I'm Iris Schmieder, your host, and I am so excited because this is the very first official full episode. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer from last week, go check it out. Read the description, read the podcast description. Um, but basically, the library card is just a place where people can come together and talk about books listen to me talk about books. Um, It's just like a welcoming little society. I feel like there's a really big stigma around books and readers in general uh, in today's culture. Uh, Like if you tell someone you read a book or like you like reading books, they'll either be like, oh, like, you read books, like, I haven't read a book since I was in kindergarten, like, ha, 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 oh, like, okay, cool, like, good for you, I guess, or they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, how many books do you read, like, I read a hundred a year, do you read that much, oh, you're not a real reader, um, but here at the library card, every reader is valid, um, no matter who you like, no matter what you like, um, everyone is here, So, today, I am thinking about just talking about some of my personal favorite books, because I think the best way to get to know a person is through the things that they like, specifically the books that they like. It really says a lot about a person. Um, And if you're thinking about following this podcast or... Uh, listening to more, you probably want to get to know your host a little. Um, that sounded very self-centered, but we're just gonna go with it. So, jumping right in, um, I have a really hard time ranking things because if I enjoy something, it's just like an automatic favorite. Uh, like I don't understand how people have this self-control to rate things like a 9.78 like just give it a 10 (laughs) like I would I just don't know how to like differentiate that um but I do know what I like and I have certain criteria that I look for in a book um the very first one being personal enjoyment because if a book was perfectly written um with an incredible plot amazing characters, um, crazy, like, writing, all of that, but I hated it, like, it's not a favorite, no matter what, like, that's the only, um, like, one criteria that it absolutely must have for it to be a favorite book. Um, other than that, I look for, as I said, like, writing style, I think that really adds a lot, um, not, like, overly obnoxious writing, because that actually kind of takes away from the book um but if you just add in like a couple rhetorical devices spice things up a little it really makes it better like so much better um obviously not the most important thing but it does add a lot um other really important things in my opinion are characters and plot although I do think you can get away with one or the other Like, if you have amazing characters, but the plot just, like, isn't really there, it could still be really good. It just depends on how it's written. 
Um, that actually brings me to the first book, Normal People by Sally Rooney. Um, it's been getting a lot of talk lately, um, a lot of attention, and uh, I just wanted to throw it in here because Normal People holds a very special place in my heart. I've seen the movie, it does not compare to the book, not even close, um, but it's still very good. But the book, it's just incredible. I was also at a very strange point in my life. Um, this was when I was taking online classes, like at home, uh, my sophomore year of high school. I read this entire book in one day, which is very impressive for me because I am a very slow reader. It took me like 10 hours. Um, like, I was up at night reading in my bed. I was in my Zoom classes, just reading with my camera off. Um, like, that book, I won't say it was a book that it changed me, because it didn't really. I just related a lot to the characters within it. So, it's more like the book reflected me at that specific moment. I think if I had read it when I was in a different phase of my life, it wouldn't have meant as much to me. But that's another thing with books. Like, the writing stays the same, the print is on paper, it doesn't change unless they like release a new edition, whatever. Um, but the meaning and what you take away from it is always changing. Like, that never stays static. Um, that's why I think it's really great to, like, reread books and see how much your opinion and interpretation of it changes over the years. Um, I've seen that happen with so many books. Like, uh, I would say in fifth grade or so, um, I was really young. I read Places No One Knows, and if you don't know what that book is... I cannot, in good conscience, <laughs> recommend that now because the writing is so terrible. It takes away from, like, the entire story. Like, um, I reread it really recently and I could not stand it. Like, it was horrendous. But in fifth grade, that was probably my favorite book. And I can see why. Like, even as I reread it now and even though the writing was, like, very difficult... Um, to uh, stand. Not difficult in, like, it was hard writing, just, like, it was bad writing. Um, but, like, the theme and the meaning of it really touched me when I was younger. Now, not quite so much, just Mostly because I can't get past the writing. Um, but that's, like, another thing. Like, the same goes for Percy Jackson and, like, the Heroes of Olympus uh, series. Those books, I think, require a very young mind. Not a very young, but, a, like, a younger mind to appreciate. Like, sure, you can reread it now, but it just, like... It won't be the same. I tried rereading them. It wasn't the same. You lose some of the magic in it. Um, like when you're younger, you don't really care as much about writing as you do 
like, the story and, like, what's happening. Um, and even as you get older, rereading books can really tell a lot about who you have become and even how, like, the world has become. Um, like, The Handmaid's Tale and seeing how these things are reflected in society and just how they change with the world and the meaning of them changes with people and with society and uh, kind of with everything. So another element that I also look at in books is much lower on the list than the other four, um, but it's like complexity. That sounds like, it's like the, um, if you're in high school and you're taking like an AP history class, one of the points you can get is a complexity point for your writing. Um, and that's kind of similar to what I look for. It's obviously not as important, but it's like really small details that can add a lot, especially with a rereading, because you notice it more, because you're not as focused on what's happening and trying to, like, understand everything, but you're looking more at little details and things that you may have overlooked in the first time. Um, but complexity could be, like, really, really subtle foreshadowing um, or, like, character development that goes past the character. It's hard to explain, but it's pretty much just anything that doesn't fit into the other four categories. Um, so it could be like a writing style, but like have a larger effect than like a normal writing style, if that makes sense. Say they use like a metaphor in the beginning, that also acts as foreshadowing for later on. I can't think of like a specific example. Maybe I'll I'll talk about it some other time when I have like a list in front of me of books that I think earned the complexity point. Um, okay, so more of my favorites. Coming in at really high on the list i'm not gonna give like a one two three um like ranking because that's too hard and i'm too indecisive to choose um so i already mentioned normal people um i would say other ones that are really high up there are a clockwork orange um I mean, like, that book was incredible, <laughs> like, the abstractness of it, and the writing, of course, um, that book, that book definitely earned complexity, if you've read it, you absolutely know what I mean, it's like an experience in itself, um, I also find that books that I really like, I read really fast, because I also read this one in less than a day. Um, I read it on an airplane ride. It's also very short, but it was incredible. Um, that book changed my perspective on life. Um, it changed my perspective on everything. I may go into a further analysis of it later, um, but that would probably take too much time now. So I'm just going to move past it into the next one. That would be The Stranger by Albert Camus. 
Camus. Okay. Um, I know this is required reading at a lot of schools. I didn't read it in school, and I'm glad that I didn't because I think having to read as an assignment takes away some of the joy of reading, and it makes you appreciate a book less. I think you can, you're like more forced to do a deeper analysis, so you may have a better understanding, but you might not enjoy it as much, and I think that takes away from the point of reading a lot. Like, sure, the point of reading is to learn stuff about the world and other people, but it's also just for fun. <laughs> like, And I think school ruined reading for a lot of people in that way because they grew up believing that reading was a chore and it was just homework and it couldn't be fun. Um, but it is. Reading's like watching a little movie. And there's just something so unique about it. There was really nothing like reading. Okay, <laughs> sorry. But The Stranger also has that, like, essence of almost whimsicalness. Not so much whimsicalness as, like, uh, like unrealness or, like, the feeling of you being trapped in a dream. Um, like dream logic, like what Franz Kafka uses. I'm gonna <laughs> include him on this list because, um, like it's not a novel, but the metamorphosis, um, the penal colony, literally anything by him is incredible. Um, his way of interpreting society is the exact same as what I see. And I think he won't appeal to people who don't see it that way. He won't appeal as much. Like, people, obviously, anyone can enjoy any writing. Um, but it really does make a difference if you relate to what the book is either saying or, like, um, how the characters are. Like, my friend read Normal People and he hated it. Um because he didn't really get any of the characters, um, but I did, so, and that's another thing, like, reading is different for everyone, and people forget that a lot, so they'll be like, I love this book, like, it's my favorite book, how could you not like it? Like, of course, everyone interprets everything differently. You could have a hundred people read the exact same book, um, maybe they even, like, grew up in the same place, they're all gonna have a different interpretation of it, Sure, they can, like, understand the meaning of it and maybe, like, recite the theme, but personal understanding is way more than that, and it's not something that you can just boil down to a couple words or a couple sentences, um, so reading really is unique for everyone, and that's one of the great things about it. Like I said earlier, it changes as you grow up because you're changing, too, and the way you read it changes and how you see it changes, um, it's almost like you're becoming a different person. And the book becomes almost a different book. It's fascinating. Okay, next category, we are going to talk a little bit about YA, young adult fiction. Um, I think young adult fiction is really hard to do because it's either like extremely corny 
um, or like the writing is um, almost unbearable and like obviously it's written for younger audiences so like I'm not criticizing them in any way and anytime I ever talk about a book or an author obviously I am not criticizing the author it's just like how I personally interpreted it and how I enjoyed it and if I enjoyed it um but there are some really incredible young adult novels that I have read um that easily make my favorites list um I'll start with they both die at the end of course um very popular right now I'm glad it's getting the attention it deserves um like the whole concept of it incredible most books I find that if they earn like a really high character rating in my scale usually their plot is not as great however they both die at the end gets both of them without a doubt um if you don't know the concept is that um this boy um it's like in a society where you are told the day of um your death that you're going to die that day and you don't know when um but this boy like gets the little notification and it's like hey you're gonna die today and he's like oh shoot like I feel like I've hardly lived and so he spends the day um with this person that he met online who was also dying that day and it's incredible it made me cry uh, I highly recommend it. I think it's really good for new readers, too, because it's pretty fast-paced, um, but it's also very emotional, so you feel like you're really getting a lot out of it. Um, and then I read another one pretty recently that I actually thought was kind of similar to it, not in, like, concept. Like, I don't think the author stole the idea. Um, like, not at all. But like the tone and the overall mood of it is very similar um we are the ants is about a um boy who is coping with grief and um he is abducted by aliens um and it's kind of like this writing about how he changes and how he goes through this loss um and how he makes it through um is really incredible I really enjoy books that have like a um kind of like a strange element to it almost like um especially if it's not explained, I think that almost makes it better, which is kind of strange. Um, but kind of like Kurt Vonnegut, like a lot of criticisms on his writing are that it's so abstract and weird and the writing is like all over the place and the story just takes you everywhere. But like, that's the whole point. Like, <laughs> there's a reason it's written like that. And... I love it when an author throws that in. 
um, other young adults. These two kind of fit into a different category. They actually kind of go together. Um, but I would say they both die at the end, and We Are the Ants would be one category. And then for the second category, um, The Sun is Also a Star and uh, Love and Gelato. Both extremely famous and uh, popular for good reason. I hate when people are like, oh, that book is so popular. Like, I hate it because it's popular. Like, it's popular for a reason. Um, Sometimes not for a reason that you like, but... These two books will also hold, or also do hold, a very special place in my heart, and they will forever. Like, I know that for a fact. Um, The Sun is Also a Star has recently been made into a movie. The movie did not do it justice whatsoever, Um, but I think, like, (laughs) changing a book into a movie loses a lot of um like its components and the magic of it because it's just not the same um the book is always better (laughs) um but the sun is also a star was incredible um uh, kind of like feel good, a little sad, but not like too sad, an adventure through the city. I love adventure books. Um, like, kind of strange adventure books, though, like Heart of Darkness and Candide. Um, like those kind of adventure books, more like a, like a trip, um, like a trip book, not like, or like a quest, not quite a quest, in between a trip and a quest, but not, like, an adventure. So it goes, like, trip, quest, adventure. I'd say in between trip and quest, if that makes sense. It probably did not, but... And then Love and Gelato, one of, like, the warmest, like, best, good-feeling books I have ever read. So sweet. Made me smile the entire, like, 500 pages. Um, The author also made two others... I didn't quite enjoy as much, but it's like Italy is just special to me as well. Um, Okay, (laughs) let's see. I would say another favorite would have to be um, The Song of Achilles, of course. Not young adult. but very good, very, very good, um, made me sob, uh, for, like, 30 minutes at the end, I mean, sob, I even knew what was gonna happen, like, I knew what happened in the Odyssey and Iliad, like, I knew what was gonna happen at the end, um, and it still made me cry, my eyes out, another very sad book, um, and, uh, I feel like I should have mentioned this before, but always check the trigger warnings before you go into a book, especially if you're going into it blind. Um, But I will mention it especially for this book. Please check them. Uh, This book is 
incredible, but it discusses some very sensitive topics, and I think the author does a fantastic job at it, Um, but it can be very upsetting for some people, so definitely check the trigger warnings, but the book is A Little Life, Um, probably the longest book I've ever read. My edition was like 700 or 800 pages long. However, I finished it in less than a week, which is really good for me, considering it was a school week, and I'm a very slow reader, as I've mentioned. Um, But I find that I go through books that I really like really fast, or a lot faster than books that I don't. Um, But A Little Life, the best character development, or the best, like, characterization I have ever read in my entire life and I really do not think that will ever change um I I mean I won't go like too much into the book but it's basically about this group of friends um and how they grow up together um it kind of starts as call at college and they just go through life and you learn more and more about the characters as you go on and the emotions that I felt while reading that book were unparalleled. Um, I've never felt that amount of sadness before. It was so distressing to read but it was also like addicting. Um, definitely check trigger warnings before you go into that book. I will say it again. Um, please, please check them. But if you feel prepared, and also please make sure you are in a good headspace before, uh, you go into that. Um, it is very distressing, but it's absolutely worth it, um, if you feel ready for it. If you're not ready, just wait. It's always there. Books will always be there. Um, but if you are ready, definitely read it. It's worth it. I promise. Um, okay. The last book I am going to mention is The Picture of Dorian Gray. And I know, uh, kind of basic, a really popular classic right now for good reason, again, um, And I'm glad that more people are reading it because it's incredible. The story, premise, all of it. Fantastic. I'm running out of uh, adjectives to use to describe books. Um, But yes, definitely makes the favorites list easily. Uh, We are coming up onto the time. I'm thinking of keeping every episode around like 30 minutes long just because I don't want to get too long and uh, I get tired after talking for like more than 30 minutes. (laughs) So it's also like a time thing. Like it's easier to allot 30 minutes to record than like an hour, um, which it shouldn't make like that much of a difference, but it kind of does. Like when you think about it, it kind of does. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have any questions or you want to give suggestions or just like send a nice note, 
uh, DM us on Instagram at the library card. Um, I read every comment. I read every DM. Um, also be sure to leave us a rating. It helps. And uh, I just want to like make this podcast as good as possible and as enjoyable as possible for everyone. So any suggestions you have are highly appreciated. Um, This was a lot of fun and I cannot wait for next week's episode. I'm very excited. Stay tuned and I will see you next week. Bye!